You are now listening to What the Hell, a podcast dedicated to helping you navigate your way to better health. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 80 of What the Hell. I'm your host, Lena Lahire. I can't believe we're at episode 80 already. It seems like just yesterday I was starting the podcast and here we are, 20 episodes away from 100. Today we're going to be talking about something that I have a lot of experience with personally and working with clients as well, and that is excessive exercise and orthorexia. To look at mental health disorders in psychology, we use something called the DSM, which stands for the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Now, when we're looking at excessive exercise or orthorexia, neither of these are in the DSM. Nevertheless, they are a problem, and we're going to talk about why they're a problem. Normally, with exercise, we think of all of the benefits associated with exercise. And I also just put out a recent podcast talking about the benefits of strength training. But like anything, when we do too much of it, it becomes a problem. And there is so much research to back up the negative consequences that comes with excessive exercise. So let's define what excessive exercise actually means. So exercise becomes excessive when it significantly interferes with important activities or occurs at inappropriate times or in inappropriate settings, or when the athlete keeps exercising in spite of injury or other medical complications. Studies have shown that potential adverse biological effects of excessive exercise and overtraining include musculoskeletal injuries, adverse cardiovascular effects, exercise-induced muscle damage, exercise-related alterations of immunity, exercise-related reproductive dysfunction, osteoporosis, sleep disorders, and chronic negative energy balance. And all of these have huge implications for our overall health. And while overexercise can have all of these really negative physiological effects, it can affect our mental health as well. Now, normally when we think of exercise, we think of it improving our mental health, and it does. But to a certain extent, we have to remember that exercise is still a stress on the body. And it's all about the intention behind why we're exercising and how much we're doing. So we have those physiological consequences, like I said, increased risks of injury, disruption to our hormonal system, disruption to our musculoskeletal system, so increased incidence of osteoporosis, adverse effects on our cardiovascular system, an impaired ability to recover from exercise, a suppressed immune system, and huge implications for our ability to sleep well. The psychological consequences include increased feelings of anxiety, a lack of motivation, 
and changes in our overall mood or even our personality. Now, I talked about the intention behind why we're exercising, and this plays a big role, especially when it comes to our mental health and how it's responding to how much exercise we're doing or not doing. If your intention behind exercise is solely for weight loss or looks, then people are more likely to have associated feelings of guilt, shame, anxiety, or depression associated with that excessive exercise. When we're using exercise in this way, it also becomes very unsustainable because ultimately we're going to hit some kind of plateau and people who engage in excessive exercise to meet these body composition goals often find that it's never good enough. And this leads me into talking about orthorexia nervosa. Orthorexia nervosa is known as the unhealthy obsession with eating healthily. So an individual obsessed over foods he or she considers healthy and will remove these impure foods from their diet and will ignore good dietary principles that stress a balanced diet. Although the American Dietetic Association recognizes orthorexia nervosa as an established and documented disorder, it is not recognized in the DSM, and so it doesn't have a billing code used by psychiatrists or psychologists, and hence these professions cannot formally treat or receive payment for treating someone with this condition. However, it is a real condition, and I speak from personal experience and working with clients. The goals of treatment for orthorexia include acknowledging that the person actually has an obsession, an unhealthy obsession, becoming flexible with different food options, learning the ingredients of truly healthy eating, and not letting food choices and schedules determine human relationships and life activities. And for someone who engages in excessive exercise or has orthorexic tendencies, their life is governed by these health practices that quickly become unhealthy. So how do we tell if we're treading on dangerous grounds? Like what's the difference between just loving exercise and doing it and engaging in it as a healthy lifestyle practice compared to when it becomes too much? Well, if you're starting to get any of those symptoms that I just discussed, So increased risk of injury, your hormonal system is starting to change. So maybe if you're a woman, you lose your period, you're losing too much weight or an abnormally large amount of weight, you start suffering from insomnia or you have sleep issues, you start to feel anxious if you miss a workout, you start to feel guilt or shame if you miss a workout. And if your life starts to become governed, like your whole schedule revolves around what you eat and how you exercise, and you're not flexible in your approach at all. The other way to figure out if you have an issue is to ask the people that have your best intention in mind, the people that are closest to you, who love you, who want to see you succeed, ask them if you have a problem. Ask them to be open and honest with you and to say, do you think that this is an issue for me? 
And don't go to just anyone. Like don't don't go to the person at the gym who might have the same issue as you and say, do you think I exercise too much? If they're like spending two hours a day, five days a week in the gym, they're probably gonna be like, no, you're fine. Go to someone that has your best interest in mind. Also, we're intuitive. If you're feeling really agitated after a workout, which is another sign of overtraining, you can feel just agitated from your workout. Or if you're losing motivation, you start kind of dreading your workout, you become really, really hypercritical of your body. These are all signs. These are warning signals that something is wrong. And one of the best things that we can do is to first acknowledge that exercise can be a problem and a whole healthy, quote unquote, healthy lifestyle when it becomes an obsession is unhealthy. The next thing we have to do after we acknowledge that is we actually have to take a step back. And this is where it can become extremely challenging, especially when people utilize exercise for the mental health benefits they get. But I'm going to remind you, if this is you or someone you know, when we excessively exercise, we actually turn those mental health benefits around so they're no longer working for us, they're working against us. And we have increases in anxiety and depression and personality issues. So you can become really quick to get angry or agitated or feel overwhelmed, cry more. All of these different things can happen when our body is under the stress of excessive exercise, chronic dieting, or obsessing about being healthy. I know that there is so much pressure to look good. There's so much pressure to perform However, we do need to find a balance and that looks different for everyone. I would encourage you to surround yourself with people who live a life of moderation and balance. It doesn't mean that you don't have goals. It doesn't mean that you don't want to hit, you know, personal bests or, you know, go for that run or train for a race or do all of those different things. Those are fine. But there's a fine line between doing that for healthy reasons and doing that for unhealthy reasons. And this is where we need to check our intention behind why we're doing what we're doing. If you're exercising for purely aesthetic purposes, you're going to run into these issues sooner or later. If you're exercising in a way because you want to be healthy and you want to increase your longevity, improve your functionality, that's different because in order to be functional, you'll understand the importance of balance and rest and taking it easy. If you hammer your body with intense workouts five days a week, you're going to quickly find that you can't function properly. And if your true goal is health, you'll take a step back because you'll think, ooh, that was way too much for my body. That is not bringing me to a position of functionality. I'm going to alter what I do. But if you keep pushing through that, you no longer have the goal of being healthy. You can lie to yourself and try and trick yourself to believing that you're just doing this to be healthy. 
But when you're pushing through injuries, you're having issues with your sleep, with your mood, with your weight, these are all warning signals that you are no longer in a healthy place. There is nothing healthy about obsessing over health. There is nothing healthy about scheduling your whole life around your exercise habits and your food habits. It doesn't mean that you don't move maybe every day. It doesn't mean that you don't prioritize healthy eating. But when it becomes an obsession and brings you great distress and distress from those around you, you have to take a deeper look at what's going on. We all use something, different things in order to cope, exercise, and obsessing over dietary approaches is no different. They're coping mechanisms to help us through what we're facing. And instead of using those things as coping mechanisms, we need to ask ourselves, what do I really need for what I'm going through right now? What am I going through right now that I feel I need to run away from with exercise or by becoming hyper-focused on the food that I'm eating? There's always an underlying issue. Your goal is to find out what that issue is and deal with it properly instead of hurting your body with excessive exercise and obsessing about food. I promise you, you will get further with your health and fitness goals and even your aesthetic goals, the way that you look, you will get further by doing less. Some people need to do more, but for the people who this podcast is for, you know that you need to do less. And I've seen it countless times within myself and clients, people's bodies change in a positive way when they take a step back from doing high-intensity training, when they do excessive amounts of cardio, I see people's bodies change in a positive way. When our body is under a lot of stress from intense exercise, often it can hold on to weight because we're just creating this stress response, which creates inflammation. We often when we're over-exercising or when we're exercising in general, we get more hungry. And so we end up eating more. And I see this time and time again that people will say, well, I exercise this way so I can eat X, Y, and Z. And it's usually some kind of you know, less healthy food. There's a misconception that we can out-exercise a bad diet. And it just doesn't work like that. Like you would have to do loads and loads of exercise in order to quote-unquote burn off the calories that you eat from a high caloric meal. So that can be another issue that people run into and why they're not losing weight, they're not seeing the body changes that they want despite the fact that they're over-exercising because either they're creating more inflammation or they're just they just end up eating more unhealthy foods without realizing it or a combination of the two. So if this is you or someone you know, I want you to be honest with yourself. Ask the people around you 
do you think this is a problem for me? Take a week off of exercising. Just go for a walk for that week. And if you have really strong emotions come up, like withdrawal symptoms, you have an issue. If you feel amazing, like absolutely amazing, you have an issue. These are all signs that you have an issue with exercise. Exercise is not always healthy. It depends on the individual, the time, the duration, the intensity, the amount. And it depends on our life circumstances and the intention behind why we're exercising. Just know that there's always a way out. Like any other mental health condition, it requires us to do some work. But the more work we do and the more intuitive we become and inquisitive about why we do what we do, the easier it is to overcome those challenges. So be your own detective today and really be honest with yourself if this is a problem for you or not. Thank you so much for listening to today's mini-sode. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you gained better insight into how you can be the healthiest version of yourself that you can be. If you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and please leave me a review as your reviews get this message of better health out there. You can also follow me on Instagram at Lena Jade's Healthy Life, where I post fitness, nutrition, and psychology content. All right, you guys, that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode. And as you go throughout your day, always remember, you are powerful over your health.